0: Well, we continue on here in this week in the association looking at the 2023 American Association playoffs in the first round, and what better guy to talk to about the Kane County Cougars than incredible broadcaster Joe Brand. So, Joe, thanks for joining us here for the show.
1: Rob, Kevin, always a pleasure, and uh, really quick, I'm going to say something, and I'm sure we're going to run around back to it, but I'm just going to say this, and then you can go on with your first question, but Connor says, starting pitching, I say offense. I'm just going to throw that out there, and, and you guys go ahead and get back to our regu-
0: regularly sc- scheduled programming. <laughs> right on. Right on. Well, you know, let's just start with this, because I already got to have uh, Sam Brand, uh, Sam Brief, tell me how stupid I was, because I had you guys finishing in fifth and not making the playoffs, so this is your opportunity to tell me that I'm not as bright as I may think I am.
1: Hey, hey. Predictions are just like uh, a lot of things where people have, have one and no one really cares what the other person has to say about them. Uh, no no harm, no foul. I, I'm, I'm happy we're in the postseason and we could just leave it at that. We, we feel like we're making enough enemies this past month, so we don't
0: need to make any more. <laughs> well, well, tell me, what did you think kind of led this team? Because for a while, it looked like they were just trying to get a great starting pitching, but Not much offense going, and I really wasn't sure where this team was going to finish in the standings, but nice run down the end. What are your thoughts about this team's performance this year?
1: Yeah, kind of the same assessment. Uh, Right away you could tell that there was good starting pitching and relief pitching at that. Um, And and even the offense, although it was streaky, it, it was still there. The only problem was they were losing a lot of tight ball games. Um, and, you know, George Samus was very busy this year with transactions and moving people around and just trying to find the right mix. And you know, still with kind of doing that towards the end, I mean, getting Michael Woodworth towards, uh, you know, the last month of the season, I think is going to be a huge acquisition, but just goes to show how George Samus is never satisfied until he's totally put together what he wants as the perfect team. But you know they got on a hot stretch, and that kind of explains this team. Very streaky. They've been streaky in a bad way, and streaky in a good way, and and good at home on stretches, and bad at home on stretches, and the same thing on the road. So it's just it's just back and forth. But um, you know they got uh, quote unquote hot at the right time. They showed what they could do at the right time, and when they hit, when they're a full batting order, and you know there's depth to the offense. I truly think they're one of the best teams in the American Association. So. It'll be interesting to see if they can get
0: that all together in the postseason. I think a very interesting story, Joe, for the team in particular has been Tyler Beardsley, who has some experience in the American Association, but the numbers were never near what he put up this year. What did you see in him that really, I think, in your opinion, got him to the next level this year? I think just kind of having that
1: role of being—I I don't know if I want to toss out the word ace because I feel like the Cougars have had a couple of different aces, but he has been one of them. Uh, he was the opening day starter. Um, he's expected to be a huge piece for this rotation in the postseason. So, you know, I, I think he just kind of took on that that leader role, that leadership role, and. Um, really trusted his stuff. He, he's very good at just controlling the pace of the game, mixing up his pitches. Um, I think he's simplified his stuff as well, uh, which is a big thing that's helped C.J. Eldred this year, and, and obviously he's been the talk of the towns the past couple of months. But, um, yeah, just, just right place, right time, too, this year with, with the Cougars. Um, it, I, I think a lot of people will say that pitching can be contagious just like hitting can be. And uh, Taylor Beardsley just kind of sets the tone with it all.
2: I was going to ask you about C.J. Eldred. It just seemed like his season turned around with just a simple six inning start, where he got a ton of run support against Sioux Falls, and from there it was like a it was like a switch flipped, and it was a totally different pitcher. How fun was that to just watch the genesis of Eldred as the season went along?
1: That. Eight and well, actually, eight inning no hitter that he tossed was still probably my my favorite overall game to broadcast, rather than just you know one moment of a certain game. Um, he was just completely in control of everything. He knew what he wanted to throw. He knew how hard he wanted to throw, and he was able to just basically uh, pinpoint accuracy accuracy the entire night. So it was it was fun to watch that and that that was just basically the culmination of what he had accomplished in the previous couple of weeks after, uh, you know, getting past that, that rough stretch that he had had. And like you said, a a specific moment, I don't know if and when there was one, but, um, it sounds like he also just simplified his arsenal and worked on tunneling and, uh, just, just happened to find his stride. And it's, it's been huge for this team. And I mean, let's face it is formally the, Uh, Kansas City Royals organization he's he's spent a lot of time in affiliated ball obviously he's got his dad who's the former big leaguer and the former big league pitching coach so you know it's always been there but it's just been a matter of manifesting it on the field and that's finally what happened uh, halfway through this year so it's really good to see a good guy like him have this type of success Uh, and it's been just really fun to see him succeed.
2: feel like a couple of veteran arms like Eldred and Beardsley have been a good influence for a younger guy like Weston Muir because it seemed like Muir found a bit of consistency in the last month or two of the season also.
1: Yeah, but I mean also, you know, Muir has experience in Kane County, um, but yes, still being one of the younger guys. um, I'm sure that that's part of the case um, because the other thing to think of is with all the movement that was going on with the Cougars roster this year, those are, you know, three very mainstays. Um, and Weston Muir just seems like a very good guy in the clubhouse as well, a guy that, um, you know, just gets along with everyone and uh, can pick up good habits, even though he's got a lot of his own already. Um, he's the cool hometown kid, too, grew up not too far from the ballpark. Uh, his family is now living out in Colorado, but they catch almost every game. They come in for a lot of games, too. We've, uh, we've actually had uh, Weston Muir's dad, Rick Muir, on the air with us in the broadcast booth and invited him over. And uh, it was funny because one time we invited him while Weston was pitching, and he's like, no, I can't. I, I just get way too nervous. I, I'll say something bad on the air or something like that. But uh, <laughs> the following day, he was still around. So he, he was uh, even keel enough to come to the broadcast booth. So it was a fun experience for both of us.
2: That's thought another began... big story... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, go Rob. Ahead,
0: no, you're good. No, you go ahead. Go ahead.
2: I was going to say another big story I saw this year was the emergence of Daniel Bees, and what a story it is! I'm someone that hadn't pitched since 2019 to go out and have that kind of a season. I've been following this league since it's been around, and I've never seen a pitcher have that kind of a season with an ERA as low as what Bees put up. I personally Charlie Hasey for Sioux Falls had a great season, ton of saves, great for them. But in my mind, I thought Beast should have been the reliever of the year. Yeah, well, uh, kind of
1: preaching to the choir there. Um, But, uh, yeah, and I think the the main thing is the consistency that he's had, even if um, he had a bad outing, which really isn't many. I mean, really the only one that comes to mind is, when he coughed up a couple of runs to the Cleburne Railroaders, the Cougars still won that game. He is a guy that pitches with his heart each and every day. And I think he's got the exact type of closer mentality that you need to have. Get amped up for the performance. Uh, Get yourself psyched up as much as you need to be, but also stay calm and composed when things go a little haywire. Just the other day, he uh, found himself in a little bit of a jam in a tight game against Lincoln and uh, caught a little break. I mean, there was a runner on. um, The runner took off. He got a pop-up on the infield um, and turned a double play. So he's he's still in control of these high, intense moments, even if things aren't going his way. But I think it's all that dominance that he's had for the majority of this season that has allowed him to maintain that type of, of uh, intensity because, I mean, he is just very shut down and he is exactly what you need uh, to pitch in uh, a couple of high-energy, high uh, high-stakes high games that are about to be coming up.
0: Joe, when the season began, uh, we talked a little bit with you about storylines that you thought were going to be very interesting for this team. As you've watched the season go along, what are some storylines that have really stood out for you now that you're looking back on the year?
1: Uh, I'm always a big fan of who Cornelius Randolph is and what he brings to the ballpark each and every day. He's continued to do that. Uh, Galley Cribbs Jr. now in his third year with the Cougars since joining the American Association, and you know fifth or sixth year overall because he, he made a couple of stops in Kane County when uh, the Diamondbacks were their affiliate. Um, but it's I've said this on the air multiple times too. I mean, Galley Cribbs Jr. came in as this uh, young infielder with a lot of great defense not that much great hitting um, but you know was such a gritty hard-working player the Diamondbacks always held a lot of value in them like he, like they should and uh, I remember even coaches telling me how much they they enjoyed working with Galley Cribs and uh, you know fast forward now to this year um, he's got a, a little son Galley Cribs third. and after every win where Galley Cribs III is at the ballpark, which seems like more games than not. Uh, he gets to do a little victory lap around the bases, and the entire crowd gets involved with it too. So it's just a very heartwarming, wholesome moment, and it it just adds a little extra um, enjoyment to the whole thing because you know I, I I have kind of witnessed Gally Cribs come in as uh, this young player in the Arizona Diamondbacks organization and now he's a dad and a husband and his wife Hannah and you know his son Gally are at the ballpark almost every day and it's 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 cool to see the community of Kane County embrace a baseball player because for so long being affiliated there really wasn't an opportunity to do that because guys just move on and you know you either move up you move down you get released the team changes affiliates so I want to say like Gally Cribs Jr is kind of like one of the um Introductory or, or one of the the first uh, homegrown Kane County Cougars, if you will, um, kind of makes sense, kind of doesn't. But that's been fun, and, and the the success he's had this year with you know walk off homer against cleburne all the defensive plays that we've seen him make this year, um, it's been really fun to watch him. And then also, I mean, let's let's face it, the Cougars moved on from a guy that probably should have won the MVP last year, and Jimmy Carrigan. And honestly, it has not seemed to phase the team um, based on the push that they've been making over the past couple of months. And uh, I know Jimmy wasn't putting up the offensive line this year like he was last year, but you know he's, he was still a big part of the lineup. And the Cougars did not seem to hit a speed bump when he left. And I don't mean a speed bump like, you know, they were driving 80 miles an hour and they're still doing that. Just the fact that you know, everyone said, okay, we've, we've got to up our responsibility offensively a little bit more. And that's kind of uh, done good for the offense because everyone has to pitch in a little bit more. So everyone feels a little bit more responsible for their role. And I really like how this team and the offense has responded. Now George Sam is continuing to tinker around with pieces and acquire Todd Lott and Olivier Basabe and Ernie Ordonez. I mean, that's, that's good stuff, Michael Woodworth, but... Um, you know, it's, it's good to see the, the team respond in such positive fashion with it as well.
0: I we should say that two guys did call Jimmy Kerrigan the MVP last season, but I do want to ask you, you know, you were talking earlier about the team has played a lot of close games this season. Do you see that giving the Cougars a big advantage in playoff time where, you know, those are common games a lot of times? Well, you know, the statistics would prove me otherwise because
1: this team is 17 and 19 in one-run games. They're 5 and 8 in extra-inning games. So even though they're playing in a lot of them, they're not winning the majority of them. Um, but I still think that experience is important. I, I do think, though, they've, they've done better recently in those tight games and in those extra-inning games. And also it just the difference in the one run losses you're seeing this year, I should say towards the end of this year compared to the beginning part is it seemed more like the Cougars were just coming up short um, last year because they'd have a lead and they'd cough it up or I'm sorry at the beginning of this year because it almost feels like two different seasons. Um, you know, they, they would have a lead, they would cough it up and you know maybe have a put up a fighting chance but never get over that hump. Now it seems like if they find themselves in a deficit they're not totally down in the hole. They're not dead yet. They they still have life. And that that's a credit to the pitching staff for limiting the damage when things get bad. Um, and that's a credit to the offense, too, whether it's chipping away uh, or having one big inning. But it all comes down to always feeling like you're in the game. So from the mentality aspect, yes, I do think that can help this team in the playoffs. And I would hope that it does. Um, but you know, the proof is in the pudding. You, you gotta, you gotta manifest that, and you gotta make sure you use that uh, in the proper way to actually see the results.
0: Well, you began by answering this question, but uh, I'll ask you to elaborate <laughs> now. Uh, when the Kane County Cougars are hoisting the Miles Wolf Cup, what ha- what occurred to make that happen?
1: Did Did you know that that's where I was going when I let off the podcast? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, definitely. Well, what's funny is I—it uh, was the last question I asked Connor Clingin, uh after or at the end of yesterday's broadcast on the post game show. I said I'm I'm popping on the podcast tomorrow. I know this question's going to be asked, so this this was all for research, Rob. I was trying to get more people to answer this question, so it it wasn't just me. But yes, uh, Connor Klingen says starting pitching, I say offense, and it's it's kind of funny because I I, I even phrased it as I. I I think I know where you're going to go with this, Connor, and then he totally chose the opposite of what I was going to say. Um, But he's got a good point. I mean, the pitching needs to show what it's done all year long, and it needs to show um, that intimidation that's needed to win two out of three games for the first couple of rounds. Um, But I I do have confidence that the pitching will show up. Now, if that doesn't happen, the Cougars are going to have a rough time. But if if it does, which I think it will, uh, it's going to be up to the offense. Um, the offense is capable all nine hitters are no matter who's in the lineup but uh, they got to show it and I, I think that's going to be the determining factor of how well the Cougars do and um, I don't know I'm just I'm, I'm really excited I uh, this is honestly going to be the first time I'm going to get up to Milwaukee um, I know it's a little funky and odd with us not traveling but uh, I'm really excited to call a road playoff game this will be my first one with the American Association And uh, really excited to have Kane County host playoff games again, too, because that's always a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah,
2: ready to get rolling tomorrow.
1: I'll I'll throw
2: one extra question in, guys. Um, Milwaukee, one game away from winning the championship last year, and we all know who the leader of that team was behind the plate, Hector Sanchez. What kind of a role do you see Sanchez playing in this series?
1: Yeah, uh, and I'm I'm glad you brought up this question because um, he he's a guy I feel like I left out, but I shouldn't have because I mean, yeah, you you talk about a natural leader, um, but he just does it in such a comfortable and natural way um, because obviously his resume, his pedigree speaks for itself. But but it's not even that. I feel like if a player came into this clubhouse and didn't even know that Hector Sanchez has a Major League World Series ring, they would respect the way he operates just because he's he's got a very calm demeanor but also a stoic one Um, obviously when when you get a catcher that can both work a game behind the plate and hit um, I feel like baseball players are just naturally adapt to gravitate towards that person Um, and then not only does he do it in the clubhouse and on the field but then it seems like he's friends with almost everyone in the league no matter what team comes in He's always smiling, always shaking hands, always having quick conversations. Uh, Things got a little heated between the Cougars and the Cleburne Railroaders this year. I'm sure you guys know. Um, But uh, he he was always the peacemaker. And I know part of that is Hector Sanchez being a former Cleburne Railroader. But also that's, again, just the personality he has, the demeanor he has. I mean, there were a few times in those skirmishes he had a big smile on his face, like (laughs) not in a sarcastic way. So I think even by just doing something like that, it allows everyone to kind of cool things off, let let the cooler heads prevail, and uh, yeah, I, I definitely expect him to
0: play a big role in this series. Well, we appreciate this, Joe, and I want to say, you're the first guest, I think, in the seven-year history of this week in the association who did research before joining Kevin and I, so we appreciate <laughs> you doing that for us, <laughs>
1: Well, I, I really appreciate, uh, I guess I use the verb research, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate, uh, the, the stretch, the, the grasping of straws for that to, uh, explain what, what I did by asking somebody a question. So yes, thank you. Yeah, I I appreciate the hard work being noticed.
2: <laughs> I'm going to oh, go on. throw one more thing out here. Oh, go ahead. One more thing out here before you go, um, you know, Connor Klingon, that's what I mentioned on the show last night, was recently got engaged. Yeah. How about an on-air bachelor party during the game? Oh, my gosh.
1: Wow. Well, uh, I feel like you're asking the right guy um, because I, you know, I'm probably the one that screws around in the broadcast a lot more than uh, people should. But uh, an on-air bachelor party, I don't know if, that that's playoff worthy, but it just might be. Um, it's funny you say that because one time I was producing at WGN radio and the following show, uh, the news guy just recently got engaged and that's exactly what the host of the radio station did. Uh, Pete McMurray had a, had an on-air bachelor party. He had, uh, uh, a couple of waitresses from tilted kilt come over to the radio station. Uh, he had somebody from a bourbon distillery come in and give free samples and uh, explain about the the distillery, and um, it was really good radio. So, uh, man, Kevin, that's uh, that's quite an idea. I'll have to uh, run it up the flagpole. (laughs) Right on.
0: Joe Brand, thanks for joining us on the show.
1: Rob, Kev, thanks as always. You guys have a good one.